Hi everyone, this is Janice, your neighborhood nutritionist. I've spent the last couple of years helping busy office professionals upgrade their health through upgrading their nutrition. And one thing was very obvious. Nobody's got time to read up on all the scientific stuff to know fact from fiction. So each week, I will talk to you about a different topic or concept in nutrition in simple, everyday terms, so you are empowered to make the best nutritional decisions. Get ready to learn about some new stuff, gain new insights into old concepts, and super boost your health. To honor and celebrate International Women's Day, I'm bringing you a two-part series on menstrual health. Here's part one. Hey everyone, today I am super excited to have Coach Kayla Smith to tell us a little bit more about menstrual health. And I guess trigger warning for all the male-identifying listeners, this is going to be a pretty intimate conversation. So welcome Kayla, and thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Thank you, Janice. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So before we get into the real conversation about menstrual health, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about your journey as to why you're now a bit of an expert in this area. Sure. So I started my company. uh, Well, let me go back to the beginning. So my husband and I got married. We started trying to have kids. We thought it was going to be really easy because we were both super healthy And we started trying and nothing happened. And so uh, we did that for a few months and ended up going into the medical route. You know, we went and met with our OBGYN and had some testing run. And uh, long story short, they said because I was 36 that I was at advanced maternal age and that to get pregnant, I needed to do IUI. And if that didn't work, Mm -hmm. I would need to do IVF. And so I was like, but there's nothing medically wrong with me. So I don't understand why I have to do these medical procedures if I'm super healthy. Like, uh, that doesn't make sense to me. And so that's when I decided to take about a year and see, I dove into research. I dove into what can I eat to get as healthy as possible, to get as fertile as possible. Like, what is my exercise doing? How is stress playing a role? And I did that for about a year and, and, uh, well, that was my plan to do it for a year. I did it for about six months and I ended up getting pregnant naturally and had my first at 37 and then at 40 or almost like 39, I just turned 39. I said, you know, let's have another one. Let's see if we can do this again. And we did. And I had my second at 40 and those children are now seven and five. (laughs) So, and they were both naturally, no assisted technology used at all, both natural pregnancies. And so once I had my second, I thought, you know, I had worked in health and wellness. I had been a personal trainer for 10 years. I had worked in corporate wellness for about five years. And I thought, you know, I want to work in the field of fertility and hormones and help women the way I didn't feel like I got the help that I needed. And so at 40 years old with a newborn and a two-year-old, I decided to go back to school. I got quadruple certified in health and wellness coaching with a specialty in fertility and hormones. And I started my practice and that was five years ago. And today I'm working with women all over the world, helping them with their hormones, helping them to get more pleasant periods, to get pregnant naturally or to improve their art outcomes 
And it's just been an incredible journey. I've written books about my story. I started my own podcast. I literally work with people on every corner of the earth. And it's it's been amazing. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's an amazing story. And it's always so great when I hear stories like that, where you found something out yourself to, you know, heal yourself from something or to help yourself with something. And then you decide to go and you know, give that help to so many other people. So it's really yeah. inspirational. Yes, thank you. I love it. I always say that, you know, that you hear what did God put you on this earth to do? I seriously think that this was my mission in life. You know, I this is it just feels so right. And it's such a passion of mine. So I love it. Yeah, and you're making a lot of people very happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get down to talking about menstrual health. Now, when we first connected, I remember we both kind of laughed at how this is something that every woman goes through. Well, most women go through. Mm -hmm. Um, But we know so little about it, right? Apart from biology lessons at school, right? uh, I don't really think we actually get educated about all the I guess, irregularities or, you know, things that you don't see from a book, right? You get information from female relatives or your mom, uh, your aunties, and it's just such a black hole. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe let's start with a biology lesson on what a period actually is. Yes. So, and this topic is so near and dear to my heart, and it really frustrates me that we don't get more education in school. Uh, And that's one of my missions is to go back to, you know, your sex ed class and educate these young women on what a period is. And so I'm so glad we're talking about this today. Um, But your period is the shedding of your endometrial lining of the uterus. And this usually happens monthly. And it's really just releasing all the blood and tissue from the uterus through the vagina. And it's it kind of triggers a lot of hormones to start happening. Um, What happens is, to give you a little bit more of a science lesson, you have something in your brain called your hypothalamus. And this is a little Mm -hmm. walnut-shaped portion of your brain in the base of your skull in the back that controls so many things. But what happens when you start on your monthly cycle, the hypothalamus produces something called GnRH, which is gonotropal-releasing hormones. These hormones signal the pituitary gland to produce LH and FSH. I'm sure many of you listeners have heard of LH is your luterizing hormone. FSH is your follicle stimulating hormone. These hormones send signals to your ovaries to release your estrogen and progesterone, which is recognized by the pituitary. And this stimulates in women your follicle to release an egg, which we all know is ovulation. In men, it tells the testes to release testosterone, which helps with sperm production. And all of this kind of ties back together in something we call a feedback loop. And so this is Mm -hmm. just this intricate loop that goes from the hypothalamus down to your sex organs, back up to the brain, and kind of controls a lot of different processes. Um, And so, yeah, so that is, that's a little biology lesson in science for all of you listeners. Um, You mentioned a few hormones um, just now, and could you tell us how they fluctuate during this cycle? Sure. So 
during your period, your hormones are pretty low, especially your estrogen and progesterone. And that's why you might feel a little low energy. You might have some symptoms during your period, maybe some PMS or something like that. Um, usually that means those hormones are, are low. Um, sometimes when you're getting symptoms, they're lower than they should be or they're out of balance. Maybe you have too little progesterone, but you have a lot of estrogen. As you go through your cycle, so you go in from your period, once you are finished with your period, you go into the follicular phase, which is usually about day six through 14 of a 28-day cycle. And that's when the hormones are starting to rise. As the body gets ready to release the egg, as you go into ovulation, in your follicular phase, the hormones are coming up, the energy is coming up, you're, it's almost like a spring, you're, you're rebirthing in a way. Once mm -hmm. you get to ovulation, your hormones are at their peak. And so this is when the LH is surging, the FSH is telling the, you know, the ovary, it's time to release that egg, that's ovulation, the eggs popping out of that follicle. And it's, you've got a lot of energy and you're super charismatic and you're ready to mate. If you are, you know, trying to get pregnant, if you're not, you just are, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful time to, to be with your partner or to find a partner. And then mm -hmm. as you go into luteal, those hormones start to come back down. And so that's when you're getting ready to go into your period week. The luteal phase is the two weeks before your period starts and your mm -hmm. hormones are trying to detox. And so what happens sometimes is if the hormones aren't detoxing appropriately, then that's when you start to see symptoms of hormone imbalance, all the painful periods, the cramping, bloating, fatigue, the mood swings, the acne, all of that tells you that your hormones are maybe off a little bit. And so, and if you're not properly detoxing, which we'll talk about in a minute, if you're not properly detoxing, you can get some of these symptoms. So it's, you know, the hormones start to recycle through your body, which is what causes the symptoms. So, um, so during luteal phase, the hormones are trying to detox and they're low. And then as you get into the period week again, they're at their lowest and the cycle starts all over again. You mentioned days. So mm -hmm. let me ask this big question. <laughs> How long is a normal cycle? And what do you, you know, I guess a, pe a lot of people might wonder, is my period normal? Mm -hmm. So a normal cycle is, for most women, if you don't have anything medically going on, you're just, you know, the average woman, it's 28 to 35 days. That can fluctuate by women and each month, so one month, maybe you're 28 days, the next month, you could be 30 days, then you could go back. So it kind of fluctuate, fluctuates, but as long as you are 28 to 35 days on most months, every month it's coming around that time, then your period is normal, as well as you have very little, if any, symptoms. I love when my clients say to me, oh my gosh, I got my period. I didn't even realize it was coming. And I didn't even know it was here and then it was gone and like, it didn't affect my life at all. So that that's a normal period. You should have very little symptoms. I always say too that, and we talked about this before, but your period is your body's report card. So it, mm -hmm. listen to what it's telling you. If you are every month struggling with painful cramps and bloating and fatigue and all those symptoms that I just mentioned, that's your body sounding an alarm saying like, hey, something's going on here. Like, you need to listen to this. Like, we're not happy. Like, help. <laughs> and so, um, so, so that hopefully that answered your question. But yes, that the normal period is 28 to 35 days. 
And also a healthy period should just happen without any discomfort, basically. Exactly. Yes, yes. A normal cycle, I should say, not period. A normal cycle, 28 to 35 days. And the period piece of that is about three to five days. And this Mm -hmm. is when it starts off with spotting, gets a little bit heavier, and then it goes back into spotting, and then it's over. And so it's real Mm -hmm. easy. um, And you should be losing the average period. You'll lose about 40 milliliters of blood. Uh, You can lose up to 80 milliliters, which is about 16 teaspoons. But the average normal period is about 40 milliliters, which uh, one like a light to medium tampon holds about four milliliters. So if that kind of gives you a, a point of reference. That's not a lot. So mm-hmm. I love cooking, right? So to me, I know that 15 milliliters is one tablespoon. Mm-hmm. So this is under three tablespoons yep. of blood. Yes. And <laughs> it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I trust crazy. you on this, but I yeah. know a lot of us are like, I swear it's more than that. and now there are people that have heavy menstrual periods and that would be like 80 milliliters or more and Mm -hmm. so if that is you then that could be your body saying something is wrong like really Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be having heavy heavy periods like that and sometimes that can be a whole host of reasons maybe you have a fibroid that you don't know you have or maybe you have an undiagnosed you know pcos endometriosis maybe Mm -hmm. you Um, you know, sometimes it is hereditary. Like if your mom had really heavy periods, maybe it's hereditary. Um, but there are things if it is hereditary that you can do to make it a little bit, you know, more manageable, less heavy kind of thing with all the holistic diet and lifestyle that I teach. And let's talk a little bit more actually about symptoms, because I think, When we say that a normal healthy cycle, you shouldn't really be having a lot of discomfort. I don't want people feeling like, oh no, I feel a little cramped, something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's talk a little bit more about these symptoms um, and what's within reason and when you should go seek a physician. So if it's altering your life in any way, dramatically altering your life. Like if you cannot get out of bed on your period, if you are doubled over with cramps and just like gushing blood, that's something to be concerned about. I would see my doctor. If you're just having Mm -hmm. some mild cramping and you, you know, maybe you need to take some Tylenol, um, you know, if you have a little bit of breakouts on your face, it's not like your entire face breaks out. If your symptoms are mild to moderate, that's okay. There are things with the cycle sinking that we're going to talk about with the getting a little bit cleaner with your diet, getting lowering your stress, sleeping more, drinking more water. All of those holistic things can help if you are experiencing mild to moderate symptoms. But if you are doubled over in bed every month, then yes, I would I would go to your doctor and say something is wrong. Why is this happening? Because it could be an undiagnosed condition like we just talked about, a, a fibroid you don't know you have, a cyst that you don't know you have, something mm-hmm. something is wrong You if you're having painful periods like that. Right, because pain is another way that our body is saying, get this checked out. Exactly. And what about things like headaches and migraines? Because I know, you know, among my friends, that those are things that I often hear people talk about. Mm-hmm. Again, that is your body's way of saying like something is going on here. Um, there's 
you know, some holistic ways. Again, I've, I've worked with a lot of women that have migraines and usually we can get them to go away by tweaking the diet, tweaking the lifestyle, adding in some of these holistic things. Um, sometimes it's a dehydration issue. I've talked to, mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of clients who struggled with migraines and it was because they weren't drinking enough water. Um, and when their period comes and those hormones start to fluctuate, that's when it, it comes out in a symptom because we're dehydrated. But now that our hormones are kind of pushing that symptom, if that makes sense, then then we get a migraine. So I would look at if you're struggling on a monthly basis with migraines, with, you know, look at your lifestyle first. I always say the period is the body's report card. So look and ask yourself, like, how am I eating? How am I doing with my water? How am I doing with my movement? Am I, you know, exercising? I don't agree with intense activity, but you should be walking or doing some sort of movement on a regular basis. So really check in with yourself and say, like, am I doing all of these holistic things? And if the answer is no, then I would add that first and then see your doctor. If the answer is yes, then maybe you need to up-level a little bit. Or if you're like, I'm doing everything right. I mean, I am like hitting my water goals. I'm working out. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Then maybe it is time to see a doctor and say, like, I'm doing all of these holistic things. Nothing's working. Why am I struggling with headaches? And they can look a little more in depth with maybe a hormone panel or, you know, some some family history and kind of see what's going on and why you're having these. Because you really shouldn't have to have migraines. Maybe a little twinge of a headache. I'm, I'm saying extreme. If you're having like a migraine, you can't leave the house. You can't get out of bed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so another very commonly heard term around our periods is PMS. Mm-hmm. So what is PMS? What does it include? And so PMS is premenstrual syndrome, and it really includes all of these symptoms that we've talked about. Cramping, bloating, fatigue, mood swings, uh, you know, acne. Uh, a lot of people correlate PMS with the mood swings. Like you get super bitchy and like you're like a, um, how do you say it? A, a trigger switch. Like one little thing can set you off. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to bite your head off. <laughs> so that's those hormones fluctuating and that trigger switch going off. And so again, PMS is a symptom that can be fixed if you follow these holistic you know, measures that we talk about, the cycle syncing, mm-hmm. the seed cycling, the water, the stress, the sleep, all of that. Yeah. And my last question, I guess, around on what's normal and what's not. And I don't want to gross people out. So, you know, (laughs) fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to listen to this. But color and texture, is that the right Mm -hmm. word? Or viscosity? Let's use that word. Yes. What is normal and what is not? Yes. So it should be a pretty red in color. It should be pretty, you know, almost like a more of a liquid. You do lose a little tissue, so you might see a little bit of clotting, but it shouldn't be huge clots coming out. If that's the case, then again, that might be telling, your body might be saying like something's wrong, something's going on here. I'm releasing a lot of clots. So it really, it should just be, you know, pretty light, uh, bright red blood. The heaviest day is your third day. And then the rest of the time, it's just a little bit of spotting on either end. And again, if it's okay. not, I would check how's my, you know, all those holistic checklists that I just mentioned. And then if you're doing everything right, I would then say, okay, something's going on here. I shouldn't be having all these clots like this. Let's see what the doctor says. 
I hope listeners will have, you know, gained some clarity on that because the fact is, right, we don't all have a Kayla on the phone on speed dial <laughs> for when we want to find out these things. So definitely thank you so much, Kayla, for giving us this 101 on, on menstrual health. And I think when we think about menstrual health, we have to touch on the topic of menstrual hygiene. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned tampons a few minutes ago as you know one of the items that we use. I don't recommend tampons, um, even if they're organic. Uh, tampons... I mean, think about your vagina. That is the most sensitive tissue in your whole body. It can be easily, you know, get tiny tears in it. It can be uh, experience some trauma. So if you're shoving some cotton in there on a monthly basis, even organic, Mm. it still has pesticides on it. It still has, um, you know, toxic fibers, if you will. Um, So I am not a huge fan of tampons. I know a lot of people are going to hate me for saying that. And especially if you're trying to get pregnant and you're using tampons, I mean, think about all the toxins that you're putting in your body on a monthly basis right next to your cervix, right next, you know, that's the doorway into your uterus. I say do not use tampons. (laughs) If you Mm. can get away from them, do not use tampons. Um, So people always ask me, okay, well, then what do I use? Um, So... If you are adopting some of these holistic measures that we've talked about, that's one of the main things that I hear from clients is, oh my gosh, my period got so much lighter, so much easier. So if your period is light and easy like that, it's easier to use something like period panties, which are just special panties made out of absorbent material that you can just wear on your period and then just wash them. You can also do... I don't like pads because they still are made of cotton a lot of times, even if they're organic, Mm -hmm. but at least they're not inside of you. So if you're like, I I can't just wear panties and like bleeding on them, (laughs) you know, so you can do a pad. um, Just make sure it is organic cotton. Um, There's also the menstrual cups. The menstrual cups are getting a lot better. Um, I know when I was starting my period, you know, in gosh, the 80s, I guess, uh, the menstrual cups were like so weird and nobody used them but now they've gotten a lot better so um and there's a couple different brands um I would just kind of like um I'm trying to think of the ones that I recommend um Ruby Love I think is one that makes a really good one I think even Mira I saw is doing some menstrual cups now so that's Mira is a wonderful brand with for fertility Mm -hmm. tracking and hormone tracking Um, So the menstrual cup just slides up into your vagina and then it collects the blood and then you have to, of course, empty it. Um, But again, if you are trying to stay away from toxins, if you're trying to get pregnant, if you're just trying to be healthy, sometimes that's all it takes is just take those tampons out and you will notice your symptoms start to go away, your periods get lighter, um, and then you, you don't need the tampons anymore. You can just use one of these other things that I mentioned. Um, So... Hopefully that answers your question about hygiene. Is that the same thing as like diva cup and moon Mm -hmm. cups? Yep. Okay. They're Mm -hmm. just different names for the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. Um, I think to switch over to just because you do hear these horror stories of things getting stuck or like it's really messy when you, you know, change them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's a, it's going to be a learning curve including myself to switch to using something like that instead yeah and I would say if you're scared to do it just use you know maybe do a pad 
because it really is, if you think about all those toxins going into your vagina, it's enough to make you like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> so <laughs> even though it's kind of inconvenient, so is toxins up there. <laughs> um. And I know before when we um, chatted, you mentioned, and also earlier in this conversation, you mentioned cycle syncing. Uh-huh. And you also talked about how we can actually, you know, use our diets to potentially improve our experience in this because men and women, like our bodies actually have different, you know, cycle durations. Mm -hmm. So maybe we could talk about that. Sure. So cycle syncing is a functional medicine concept and it's where you're teaming certain foods and activities with the four phases of your monthly cycle. So you're either giving your body the raw materials it needs to make the hormones that you need, or you're giving your body the raw materials to detox the hormones once you've gone through your 28-day to 35-day cycle. Um, And it's different for each phase. You're just going to be sprinkling in certain foods and doing certain activities. Um, And so and what I notice with my clients and with everybody I've talked to that has implemented cycle syncing, they get more pleasant periods, less PMS, you know, their periods get lighter and easier and they get pregnant and they, even with my menopause, perimenopausal clients, you know, they'll start cycle syncing based on the phases of the moon, which is a whole nother topic, but they notice that they have less, if any, symptoms of menopause. It all goes away because even though they're not bleeding, they're still cycling, their hormones are still, you know, fluctuating throughout the month. And so it's, it's cycle syncing can be used whether you're you know, just starting your period or you're trying to get pregnant or you're in menopause. And that was part one. Come back next week to listen to part two. Hey, did you know most people make New Year's resolutions and never see them through? January is now over and many of you may feel like you're losing steam. So I've created this 30-day feel-good challenge to help you get back on track with your well-being goals. It's completely free. You can start anytime, swap the suggested activities around to whatever suits you. There are no weird foods, tough workouts, and you don't need any special equipment to join. Sign up today to get access to your 30-day feel-good challenge calendar at www.notadiet.co.uk slash feelgood30 sign up. The link is also in the show notes of this episode. Once again, it's free and super simple and you'll feel great. And that's it for this episode of Neighborhood Nutritionist. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and I hope you've really enjoyed it and learned something you can take away with you today. If you could take a second to share this episode with one person you think will love it, that would be absolutely amazing. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening now. See you soon.